Has COVID-19 changed fatherhood? Recent results from the Suit Tie Stroller Global Dad Survey suggest it has, with dads being more actively involved in the home during lockdown and with one in, one in two dads wanting to maintain this increased involvement. I'm Fiona Hitchner, I'm the Strategic Partnership Director at Parents at Work, and we're on a mission to support working families and create family-friendly workplaces. And never before has there been a time when family and work responsibilities have been so intertwined. In today's podcast, I'm really delighted to be talking to the author of the Suit Tie Stroller um, Survey, Blake Woodward. Blake is a dad management consultant and founder of Suit Tie Stroller, a website supporting corporate dads in finding work-life balance while raising a family, as well as advocating for gender equal parental leave and support policies. Blake took extensive parental leave for each of his two children to be the primary carer and is currently on parental leave with his one-year-old daughter. Not only did these experiences have a profound impact on Blake's view of his role as a dad and an employee, they also transformed his views of the need to empower working parents to choose the best way to raise their families through gender-neutral workplace policies. Hi, Blake. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Fiona. Thanks for having me. So this is a real topic that is very close to our hearts at Parents at Work. Um, We've been advocating for parental leave equality for a number of years and have been constantly challenging the the breadwinner homemaker mould as well. So I think, you know, in terms of prior to COVID, we knew that Um, A lot of dads did not use flexible work options. Um, In fact, surveys suggest more than 70%. We knew that only a very small percentage, in fact, only between 2 to 5% of dads use the government paid parental leave as the primary carer. And only one in three were actually accessing the dad and partner pay as well. And we knew that many dads were reporting stigma and barriers around which prevented them from actually fully accessing family-friendly workplace policies. So I'm really keen to explore to you with you today, Blake, you know, from the results of the survey, what you think potentially has changed since COVID and over the last few months and what your hope is for the future. So um, thanks again. So I'd love for, first of all, Blake, how are you and how is your family? I know that you've had a bit of an interesting, if not challenging time over the last couple of months. So maybe sort of explain your how you've been coping in the last and the impact it's had on you personally in the last few months. Yes, for sure. I mean, my experience actually uh, with COVID-19 started with a family trip to America to see uh, some of our family from over there. My wife was born in the States, so uh, my children are half Australian, half American, and we went over to see the, um, the extended family. And literally within a week of being there, the world shut down, um, international borders were closed, and we found ourselves uh, without a return ticket <laughs> when our tickets were, um, were cancelled. And so we spent um, about almost four months actually uh, in lockdown over there. And then the two weeks of quarantine when we were finally able to get back home again. Um, so COVID-19, yes, definitely had a, a very strange um, impact on our lives. Different to, I guess, a, a lot of uh, parents out there who were having to juggle schooling while working. Um, we had the, I guess, the, the fortunate position of we were on holidays. Um but yeah, it was still uh, quite a stressful time. Um, thankfully, all of our family 
have avoided COVID so far and we're all healthy and now back at home. So, uh, yeah, quite an interesting few months. Yeah, absolutely. And then in the middle of that, you decided to conduct a global survey. Yeah, what, what, what made you What made you decide to do that? <laughs> um, well, that obviously ties straight into my suit tie stroller social initiative that I've been running for a few years now. Um, and I, I guess just that the timing was ripe to try and understand what is this experience um, of COVID-19 that parents and in particular dads have been going through to try and figure out has it had an impact what impact has that had and is this actually a trigger point for hopefully uh social and maybe even workplace change moving ahead into this new norm that everyone's trying to define and figure out what it will be so yeah basically i i drafted up a, a survey and uh, sent it out online through all the various different social media platforms um, that I'm involved in just to try and see what sort of responses were out there. And um, we had you know, well over 300 responses globally, which was fantastic. Um, we actually had responses from around about 25 different countries, uh, including obviously a, a huge proportion uh, from Australia. So there was some really good data there with um, you know, well over 200 responses from Australians. So yeah, basically, it, um, I wanted to try and ask a few questions around um, what life was like through COVID-19 in terms of um, involvement in the family, um, around flexible working, who was able to adopt flexible working and, and what was that like? Um, and also for, for men and for dads to try and understand a bit more around mental health. It was spoken about a lot in all forms of you know government policies, both here in Australia and what we're talking about, uh, what we were hearing on the TV over in the States, there was a lot of concern around how people were coping with um, the mental health strain of being locked down. Um, and then obviously questions around, well, what do we want the world to look like? What have we learned from this? And, you know, are there aspects that we actually want to take forward into our new norm, however that's going to look like? So there was a, a range of, of different topics we, we covered. And um, yeah, I, I've been so fascinated going through the data and, and uh, understanding uh, what's been really on the hearts and minds of dads out there. And what, what has been the biggest impact um, from the, the results then now that you sort of had time to digest that and, you know, what have been the biggest impacts on dads during COVID that you found? I mean, it starts with the, the unexpected being that dads were at home, obviously, uh, a lot more than what um, you know, what they were previously. Um, that's, that's a given. But the impact of that found that, you know, many dads um, obviously spent more time with their kids, but that had a, a real impact on their relationship with the bond that they have. Um, it gave them a chance also for many to see what their spouses or partners uh, were doing and becoming more aware of, of what, um, of their involvement in the home. And perhaps even drove more of, I guess, a, an equality outlook in terms of dads in their perception started becoming more and more involved in things like caring, um, in domestic activities, in managing the mental load um, across the family. And from that, it actually sparked a desire to continue being involved moving forward. Uh, so just by having that that pure um, exposure to more of the home life, more of the caring activities, um, it really seemed to hit dads at a deeper level, um, sparking a desire to be more involved. Another aspect was of that was that we um, 
I guess there were the many, many uh, different types of dads out there that responded. So it wasn't simply the, you know, the dads at home with a, a wife and kid. Um, you know, some were, um, you know, living separately from from the, the children's mother. Um, there were older dads, there were younger dads, there were, uh, you know, dads, uh, some whose, whose kids had, um, might have had a kid that have already moved out of home. Um, there was a whole demographic of dads, um, even from, uh, I guess the employment perspective, there were dads that were running their own companies or there were self-employed dads. Uh, there were dads and manager le- levels. Uh, there were um, you know, all different ranges of dads. So even just in approaching the first part of the demographics of who answered this survey, even that was complex to try and understand you know, how we weave this story together of the results uh, to reflect so many diverse families and dads that responded. Even though there was that sort of diversity with the feedback from all the fathers, there was obviously some very common themes, though, regardless of demographic and background, like you said, around the, the, the fathers being more at home, but like you said as well, and what I've read in the research, that they actually want to continue to be much more involved as well. They can see in the in the majority, they can see a real positive, not just for, for themselves, but for their children as well. So can you explore that a little bit for us? Yeah, sure. So in, in the section where we asked around, you know, what was the impact on your relationship with your family and with your kids, um, that's where there were some, I guess the, the scenario did actually have a bit of an impact. So while overwhelmingly um, the experience did have um, a, a, um, a, a growing, a strengthening of the bond between the, the dad and, and their children, um, obviously for dads who had more time with their kids, that was easier for that to form. Um, so, you know, there were 85% of dads who live with their kids who experience this stronger bond um, being formed during that time uh, versus 74% of, of dads who weren't living with their kids. Um, for those dads who weren't living with their kids, some um, actually got to spend more time with their, their kids during that time with, you know, however the, the shared arrangement worked out. Um, some, however, had significantly less. And I think that really had a obviously played an impact into that, that part of the statistic in terms of the, the strong bond. However, when I asked the question around, um, did this experience motivate you to change how you want to care for your kids during uh, in the future? Uh, that statistic reversed. So for the dads who were were living with their kids, 65% yesterday they were motivated to change how they cared with their kids versus 83% of dads who didn't live with their children normally. Um, that was a really strong impact on them of, of they absolutely wanted to change or 83% of them wanted to uh, somewhat or significantly change how they care for their kids, which I thought was just a, a fantastic result. Yeah, that's really fascinating, isn't it? So that sort of... that correlation and um, or reverse correlation even um, and, and I know that one of the things I was interested in is I'm not sure whether you're able to 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 provide any insight was there any marked difference between the countries at all in any of the the feedback that you received this was interesting it was actually quite similar so you know, I had a, obviously a, an overwhelming proportion from Australia. Um, there was a, a very large proportion from the US, and then there was a, a scattering from um, primarily Western countries, but not only Western countries, um, making up the remainder. And so when I was looking at the comparisons, they were usually within just a couple of percent of each other. They were following a very same trajectory across the, the different results. Wow. 
I just thought that would be really fascinating given that, you know, I mean, I know it was a sort of, it would have been a smaller percentage, like you said, but just to see whether there was any um, differences there. But obviously not. The importance of being a father is the same wherever you are. So talk me through what were the biggest surprises for you that came out of the report? Yeah, I think the the thing which is the biggest surprise for me was the degree in which COVID-19 had an impact on dads and how that's actually looking like it's going to play out in the future in terms of the desire for dads to actually take control of what they want their ideal uh, new norm to look like. So in in some of the questions that I asked, um, and these these have to be my my favourite statistics that, that came out of the, the survey, uh, first of all, only 3% of dads actually want their lives to return exactly the way they were before COVID-19. So for 97% of dads, there's things that they they want to carry forward from the lockdown experience and make part of their new norm, which I just think is, is awesome. Um, and then even for me, even more exciting is that 84% of dads were willing to take that a step further and say that they were actually considering making life changes to implement their new ideal norm. So 84% of dads are actually ready to make a significant change. We're either absolutely considering or possibly might be considering, uh, you know, what to do, doing how to take control. And this played out in a couple of different areas. Um, first of all, 60% of dads said that they were ready to change their employment conditions to try and embrace flexible working um, in a, a, a more permanent basis moving forward, that they they experienced this, um, for many, this new um, new thing called flexible working and and loved it. They It had a big impact on how they're able to manage their work and family life um, day to day. And now 60% of them were wanting to um, embed that as a permanent uh, fixture or feature in their working arrangements moving forward. Even more surprisingly for me, 30% of dads are actually ready or considering changing their employment in order to achieve their new ideal norm. Um, and this you know, played out in a couple of ways. It might have been that they, they wanted more flexibility in their role, um, similar to before, and were actually willing to change employment uh, conditions, sorry, employers in order to achieve that. Um, others were... Uh, specifically wanting to do it because of the drive to spend more time with their family. Um, and some of them even uh, more from a perspective of, hey, the commute is just too long in my current role and you know, and that's not going to change. So maybe I actually need to change change jobs. Um, and then finally, there was a, a proportion of them, 16% of dads were actually ready to uh, relocate their family, themselves and their family, um, either to get out of high density um, populations um, or again, to try and reduce commute time. So trying to take control in order to have more time um, and more control of how they actually spend time with their family, which I just think was was fantastic. And actually, that 16% is actually a really high percentage of you thinking about people wanting to actually relocate, which is, you know, a, quite a significant move to get that flexibility, to get that balance that they're looking for. And I think employers really need to set up when we talk about some of the other statistics around 
60%, you know, wanting to keep or, or change their employment um, to achieve flexible working or 30% wanting to, to move employers. So they're really quite, you know, like, really high. <laughs> yeah, very high for employers. You know, this is, this is genuinely what in this particular report, you know, this is what the fathers are looking for. I think at long last, um, hopefully we're removing some of those barriers or some of those stigmas that have been associated with men working flexibly um, to allow them, you know, the dads and, and men in general to see the benefits that come from having flexibility. And it doesn't mean or equate to any less productivity or any less success at work. In fact, I think I've seen stats to say that, met, you know, that I think it might have even been in yours that they were as, as equal, if not more productive during this time. So I think right. you know, that those stats are actually really quite um for employers in particular that's and we'll come on to that I've got a couple of questions around what you think um, employers need to to be thinking about and and having on their radar as well um, and so what do you think in terms of um, the the key messages for or the considerations for it for dads moving forward I mean obviously you there's the increased um, flexibility that they're hoping to achieve do, do you think we are breaking down some of these barriers and stigmas? Because I know um, from the previous work that you've done and the work that we've done, you know, there is still real barriers for men wanting to um, or feeling like they can take on the primary care role or a caring role um, and balance their careers. Do you Can you see that that's been broken down in the last few months or do we still have some way to go? That's a great question. Um and I guess what I'm I'm seeing in this is hope for change. Um, from my background in in change management, um, you know, as a consultant, consulting to you know all sorts of government um, uh, departments and and corporates, one of the things I look at is around change management and, and culture change. Um, and one of the the biggest um, challenges is to actually properly implement um, a significant change, especially when it comes to culture. It's it's easy to tinker around the edges and have slight shifts, um, but often it actually causes a, uh, sorry, it, it, it needs a time of, of crisis to actually have a significant change in culture. Um, this has been one of those massive disruptors that uh, we've had, you know, several months at home, we've had several months of doing things in a different way, and um, you know, employees have experienced a new way of working. Um, this is a way of working that a small minority have been able to um, to do more permanently you know, prior to this, but never have we had a whole workforce working flexibly like this um, at this time. So I really think that this this crisis that we've had is actually that significant disruptor that will re-guide us away from going back to the way we were. Um, I obviously in these results, there's, um, there's a, a huge proportion of, of dads that, um, that want to continue working flexibly. And, you know, this is only the dads. I'm, I'm sure um, it extends beyond dads um, to, or, you know, to, to many, many employers. Sure, there's some out there that, that would love for this just to go away and return back to normal, and that's, that's okay. Um, but what I would, I'm really hoping from this, um, from this study is to encourage and empower dads 
to realize that they're not alone in wanting flexible work or that they're not alone in wanting more time to care for their kids or to be involved in um, some of the things that they loved, like cooking uh, during COVID-19. Uh, there was a significant proportion of, of dads who you know, listed different activities that they really, really loved about it that even helped with their mental health, like, um, you know, having more time for exercise or, um, you know, engaging in gardening. Uh, and as I said, you know, 9% of them engaged in cooking more frequently uh, as, a, you know, part of an activity to help them with their, their mental health, have that time out. So, you know, we've experienced a, a very different way of life. And there's elements where dads are, cons- uh, are saying, why can't we have that in the new norm? If I'm more productive, if you know, 72% of dads said they were at least or more productive working flexibly um, by not commuting every day, by having this extra, some of them up to four or more, or more hours a day, simply by not commuting, um, they've had all this time to reinvest back into their family or their mental health or even do more work uh, with some of those extra hours. It, there seems to be so many benefits that we've experienced and I think people are now questioning why can't we have this in our new norm if it's not actually at a disadvantage to our work and our productivity. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you've hit it on the head. I mean, we've been such advocates for this and, you know, been trying to get messages out to workplaces and governments and um, around these benefits for so long. And like you say, it does take, it's taken a bit of a crisis for I think also for individuals, um, mums, dads, everyone to take a little bit of a look around what's important and values um, and really assess, you know, what is important in our lives um, and, um, you know, times of crisis does that. So like you said, you know, there's individuals that are looking at maybe relocating or changing the way they work and and where they work as well. And, And obviously bearing in mind, we are talking about, you know, the dads that potentially can work flexibly there's still a lot of people that are in roles that unfortunately just don't have that level of flexibility you touched on it just a minute ago one of the things I wanted to explore a little bit more was the mental health piece because I know that's a big part of the the research that you were doing and looking at and and we know that for many men and dads that you know it is not something that um it, it is it is a real challenge. It's and and more so because there hasn't been a lot of focus on it as there may have been in the broader mental health piece. You know the the stigma around mental health has uh, um, is still there. Um, you know we know that um, one in ten dads will. Um, will suffer potentially from postnatal depression um, and yet we're still not getting access and support to those people that need it. So I'm keen to just get your thoughts around from your insights around the mental health piece that you sort of touched on as well. Hmm. So with my questioning, I, I looked at a couple of questions more about mental health of almost making an assumption um, that, hey, look, it's, this is going to be an issue for everyone um, during this period of time. So um, I looked more to, you know, with that assumption, did you talk to people? Who did you talk to? Um, You know, how have you experienced any anxiety about what the new norm might look like about balancing your um, work life with your ideal family life, those sorts of questions. And, um, and then, you know, what were the sorts of activities that you did in order to look after your mental health during this time? Um, and there were definitely some, some interesting, um, answers coming through. So for us, there were 41% of dads that said that they did actually talk to someone about their mental health. 
and even that was a a statistic that I, I wrestled with for a little while of is 41% good or is 41% bad? Um, mm-hmm. You know, should there have been more? And, you know, I guess when we look at other research, you know, um, there is this, uh, I guess, maybe whether it's a, a stigma or social norm um, around dads talking and dads talking about their, their feelings and emotions. And so when, you know, I kind of wrestled with that for a while, I was I was actually quite encouraged that, hey, 41% of dads actually did speak to someone. Um, then when I looked at the the breakdown of, of that, um, 36% did actually speak to their partner about, about their, um, uh, you know, their mental health during this time, um, which is good. Um, but I guess there was then also, you know, 64% that, that didn't, which for me, I guess, was still quite a surprise. Um, about one in four dads spoke to a friend, one in five to a colleague, um, and even less, 13% percent, uh, percent spoke to a family men, member. So there was just a, an interesting array of, of who dads reached out to. Um, 11% actually spoke to some sort of a medical professional about their mental health too. So again, that was encouraging to see that, that hey, dads actually were um, in some cases needing to and did um, treat it seriously and even reached out to a medical provider. So that was, that was encouraging. Um, in terms of, and this this comes down to probably something which any parent can um, uh, can resonate with during this period, just finding time to look after mental health uh, during COVID-19. 54% or you know, just over one in two dads actually found it more difficult to find time to look after their mental health, um, which I guess just with the, um, if you think around why that might be, um, some actually, some workplaces were, or some jobs were requiring more hours during this time. Um, there were a you know, proportion of dads that said they actually worked a lot more, um, like more than a, an extra day a week um, during their regular week during COVID-19. So, you know, some work demands were, were bigger. Um, obviously, trying to juggle work with looking after kids all in the same home, um, throw in schooling, online schooling with that. There were like a lot of demands of, of parents during this time. So to then have time to yourself <laughs> for yeah. that after and, and not just that, to even look after your mental health, not just to do the things that need to get done, but, you know, just that time for you to recharge you. Um, obviously, yeah, it's that was, that was tough. Um, and then I also asked the question of did you actually specifically – schedule activities for the purpose of looking after your mental health during this time. And um, this was a, another one where 55% of dads, um, almost that one in two again, did actually schedule some sort of activity. So again, that was, that was promising. Um, mm. And that's where looking at the different activities, the overwhelming favorite activity was exercise. So 45% of dads um, actively, proactively scheduled a period of time on a weekly basis to do some exercise. Uh, then it jumped down to 17% for doing outdoor domestic duties like gardening that, you know, escape out outside, get some fresh air, pot around the garden or, or do those sorts of things. Um, yeah, and then there were a range of activities, video conferencing, family and friends, um, you know, to stay connected while we're stuck at home, um, listening to music or podcasts. That was 12% where, you know, they'd have their time out just to, to listen and, um, you know, think about things at a different level. Um, yeah, as I said, cooking, 9%. Um, so that was that was cool to see as well. Um, so a range of different activities that, that people were doing to try and um, look after their mental health. 
And I think, you know, I think you're right. I think that 41% have, um, is actually probably um, a, a good percentage, um, you know, but I think it is interesting, like you said, that the range of people that individuals are talking to and where they're going to support. But I think, you know, it's good. It's great to see that that people are reaching out um, to whoever they feel comfortable with, which um, it sounds like ha that has been happening. And and for everyone, there was a real sense of overwhelm for all of us in terms of managing emotions, both our own and our families and our colleagues. And, you know, it's just there was just so much uncertainty that it, you know, it really was such a challenging time and still is because we're sort of going back in again to we're not that sort of level of uncertainty we were sort of feeling okay for a while and thinking that we've got it all under control and now we're mm. going back to that level of uncertainty so it will yeah. no doubt creep up again as a potential challenge so I just want to um, ask a couple more questions Blake one of the, the one of the key ones that I'm really keen to get to get your thoughts on is you know this is it's great to have these insights. Um, I think you know there have obviously been other reports that have shown that perhaps in a more broader sense that the the, the change um, during COVID wasn't so great. But I love the fact that the, in this particular study, you know, it was a, a real selection of dads who are, are obviously real advocates and driving um, this change. But what is it that you think that employers um, need to take from these results and what should they be doing more to support dads? Great question. And um, on my website, um, beyond the report itself, I've also um, prepared two other documents, um, which is um, summarising the considerations and opportunities both for employers and then also for dads as well in making sense of the data. What do we do next? Um, and for employers, there's, um, I guess, a few things to consider. And first of all is understanding the impact that COVID-19 has had on their employees. Um, it has been a really difficult and challenging time. Um, obviously, employees have had to react and respond very quickly in figuring out how to conduct business without employees in the office. Um, some have responded well, some are, are still wrestling and adjusting. And sadly, um, some didn't make it at all. Some have had to close their doors um, you know, because of um, because of COVID-19 and the impacts it's had on, um, on the economy. So first of all, just recognizing in, you know, beyond the, the needs and desires to try and get back to, you know, a regular income, a regular engagement with customers, a regular way of working. I, I really think that this data is saying that employers need to understand the experience of their people in order to understand best how to engage with them, continue building engagement and commitment um, and provide the needs for their employees to continue working um, you know, successfully to try and do what's best for the business um, in that particular way. So through this, obviously, an overwhelming number of not just dads, um, but an overwhelming proportion of employees have really found a benefit in working flexibly. And I think employers really need to understand that and consider whether that is something that can be done uh, more in the future. And recognizing that this is coming from a really deep intrinsic desire from, especially from parents. Uh, this isn't something that has just been a nice to have. This is something which has 
um, impacted people at their core of already experiencing that they can work and have a better family life balance that 30% of them are willing to actually change jobs in order to maintain. That's like the, the key message that I, I really want to, um, you know, to send to employers to consider if you try and force going back to the old normal, what is the impact on your workforce actually going to be? There's going to be a, a feeling of, of loss or something being taken away, I think, um, if employees say, all right, we're back to the office five days a week, nine till five, if not more, and you know, we're going back to the old way of doing things. Um, yeah, hmm. I think I think you're quite right there. There has been, you know, there's just been an awakening. I think. I mean, you and I are probably advocates and have sort of, you know, in terms of the work that we do, but the broader community at large have really seen the benefits and have have recognised that actually you can, you we, you know, we are allowed to combine our lives and our and our work. And you know, in this in this experience, you know, we've we've been invited into people's homes, we've seen families and pets and kids, and and it's been great. It's been wonderful. And you know, that sort of sense of you know, we can we can have a life, we can have families, and we can also be really good at our jobs as well. Absolutely. And you know, from that that statistic that I mentioned before around 72% of workers being uh, of employees um, either being um, more productive or at least as productive as you know before COVID-19 there's probably a lot of benefits that um, employers have actually experienced by um, having a flexible workforce and um, maybe even a, a reinvigorated workforce around um, having been working in a, a different way sure there's absolutely been um, some challenges and they come out in terms of um, you know ways of working it might be around capability of the team um, or managers of teams now working remotely and flexibly uh, it might be around the um, you know the online setup the technology the systems being used uh, where you know the old technology doesn't support a new remote way of working. And so these might actually be opportunities, first of all, um, to embed different systems and structures, capabilities to help uh, work better in this way of working, especially if we keep going back into more and more lockdowns. Um, uh, yeah, so to consider um, how to set up for, for the current and the near future, but then look at whether there have actually been benefits in that productivity. Has there been um, better outputs with people working from home? You know, I've even you know spoken to, to people who've kind of said, yeah, look, just having that extra time, you know, they, they might still get up early um, each day. And by the time they're reaching their morning coffee, they've already, you know, plowed through so much of their work because they're not having all these extra meetings. Um, they're not being distracted by their their employees. Um, sorry, they're by their by their colleagues. They're they're not um, distracted by the you know the general chatter around the office. That they're actually being way more productive. Um, so it could actually be a chance for employers to to take stock and consider what have what have been the benefits of this time. What have we learned, and what are the good things that we can actually take into the future that are better for everyone. Absolutely, and and my last question for you, Blake, is what do you hope to achieve from this survey or what are you what are your hopes for dads of the future i really have been wrestling with this too because i you know i wanted to mean something i i didn't do this survey simply just to play around with some numbers um i was really hoping that um for the dads that responded it would actually really challenge them in thinking through what was life like before 
what have I learned during this period of time and empower dads to think for the future about what they they can actually um, embed into their ideal new norm. I obviously specifically targeted some questions around, you know, what is this ideal new norm for you and how do you achieve it? Um, and that's been really encouraging to see so many dads actually respond to that in a, in a positive way of, yeah, I actually do want something different and these are the things that I actually want for the future. Um, I guess the flip side of that was there was even a level of anxiety that some dads did feel um, about whether they, you know, some of the um, the free text comments of, you know, dads saying, look, I'm, I'm dreading going back to work because I know uh, that they're going to push for the new norm and I'm not going to see my kids during daylight hours again. I'm not going to see them for breakfast and for dinner mm-hmm. um, or during the day in between that. And, you know, some of them actually got quite heart-wrenching comments of this, you know, oh, no, I have to return to the old way at some point, a uh, real sense mm-hmm. of loss. But I guess what I was really hoping for was that now when dads read through the report and the you know, additional, do- additional document on the um the opportunities and considerations for dads, I really hope that they don't feel alone in their responses. Um, and, you know, if they are in the 3% that want to go back, that's fine. That's that's great because I guess the whole point of, of this survey and the whole one of my you know, core values, I guess, the thing that's driving me with Sutai Stroller is to try and empower dads um, to be the dad that they want to be and to do it for the reasons that they've chosen for them, for their family unit, is the best thing for their family. And if that is, you know, to go back to the old way or to go to a new way, that's what I want to empower dads, that it's it's proactive and purposeful in order to be the best dad that they can be. Um, so I'd love for dads to read through and, and look at the responses and consider their own answers and realise that, hey, they're not alone. They're not alone in wanting to uh, request permanent flexible working or to go to part-time or to have reduced hours or to to work in a different way than they used to. Um, and hopefully they can use the numbers in those conversations with their employers to say, hey, look, this isn't just me. This is, you know, more and more dads in general, 60% here, you know, 70% there. They can actually use the data to um, found uh, as a foundation for these conversations. Um and as I said, I just hope it, it really empowers dads um, and encourages them to realise that in this time of reflecting of, of how they want to care for their kids um, in that question around, you know, have you thought around, you know, has this uh, prompted you to think around the dad that you want to be um, to empower them to actually take hold of that? And I've even listed, um, I guess, some activities and some pointers in the in the extra document of um, here's some questions to ask yourself around what was your old family unit structure like and why was it like that? Was it simply because social norms um, dictated that's the way dads are meant to be or that's what a dad is meant to do? Or is it because you've actually sat down and purposely uh, talked about and decided that the way we're doing things, we're doing it because this is the right thing for our family and for the, the you know the optimal benefit for our family? Uh, so that's what I really hope that dads are in, encouraged to think about the future, to be empowered that um, they can make these life decisions in order to achieve um, their ideal 
family structure for their ideal family and work balance in the future um, and empower them to do something about it. I think that's a wonderful hope for the future, Blake. Um, and I really hope so too. I think you've done a wonderful job. You know, I know this is the start of the, um, a, probably a long journey for you as well in terms of taking this to the next step and hopefully empowering more and more men to, um, like you say, choose to be the dad that they want to be and not be constrained by stereotypes or norms um, or what has happened in the past. <laughs> Or workplace so, policy. There's there's lots of things. Yeah, totally. There's barriers. There's that you know. But hopefully together we can break that down. So I really want to thank you, Blake. It's been really fascinating, and congratulations. A lot of work, a lot of effort, and obviously a lot of passion um, has gone into this. Um, and um, anyone listening, if you want to to get more information, go to Blake's. Uh, go to Suit Tie Stroller. We'll have more information in the um, podcast overview um, and you can download the report um, as well and, and get the additional resources. But Blake, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, Fiona. That was absolutely fantastic. Thank you for listening to another great podcast proudly brought to you by Parents at Work. We hope you feel inspired and you've got some fresh practical ideas to help you with your work-life balance. If you like what you've heard, please share it with others and subscribe to the Parents at Work podcast page. And remember, if you need extra support or would like to send us your feedback, please email info at parentsatwork.com.au.